0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. We're going to continue on in our series uh, about uh, returning to the original. And so I want to continue to talk about returning to the original. So uh, we've already talked about how in chapter one of uh, Genesis, chapter one, it's all about God, it's all about who God is. And we need to remember who God is right now. He speaks, He loves, He's powerful, He cares, He touches, He separates, He organizes. He is in control of the whole world. It says that the whole world is the Lord's. And so we know that He is over it. And then last week we talked about how God has created us. He has created us, uh, custom made us for the world, custom made us. For a purpose, when he created Adam and Eve, he created them uh, both male and female, and he said, be fruitful and multiply, uh, uh, have dominion over all the earth. I'm not gonna re-preach what I preached last week, uh, but he, he, he tells us that we have an assignment and that he's called us to spread his image because we were made in his image, so he has called us to spread his image Throughout the world, and you know it would be foolish of me not to mention the crisis. Of course, that is not his image. That's not close to his image. That's not even part of his image. That uh, that stuff brings death. God gives life, and so we can always recognize God when we see life being uh, multiplied. When we see life being spread throughout all the world, we can know that that is God. When we see death and shame, and guilt, and fear. Those are definitely not of God. We know these are not of God. And so today, uh, we're going to talk about the great fall, the fall from grace, the fall from who God desired us to be. Now, I want to be clear here. When God made us, he made us perfect. He made us uh, in a perfect relationship with him. He breathed life, he breathed power into us. And we have. And when we came to Jesus, we are born again. We have uh, the power of God within us. We're actually restored to the image that God originally made us to be. But I will tell you, and uh, I'll say it now, I probably won't say it later, and that is that when, when man fell, when man allows sin to, To rule and reign in their life, we lose the very image that God has made us to be, and we are less than God's original design. We are less. Sometimes someone will say to me, they'll say, you know, they'll get angry or they'll do something that God doesn't want uh, them to do. And they'll say, like, for example, you know, well, I got angry, I'm just human. And in my back of my mind, I always say to myself, no, that actually isn't the true human being. Because if you were actually uh, made and, and walking in the way God designed, you wouldn't display that. That is less than the design that God made us to be. Now, that's a little bit deeper, and I'm not going to cover that right now. Right now, I just want to read a scripture verse uh, to you. This is uh, out of Genesis Chapter three, because we're in chapter three now. And this is when uh, the serpent comes along and uh, he meets up with, uh, with Eve and he begins to talk to Eve and, and then they disobey God. And so after she was talking, it says uh, Eve was uh, deceived and she saw the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it, can, it would give her. I believe that the Bible says if you lack any wisdom, you should go to the tree and disobey God. No. The Bible says if you lack wisdom, out of James, it says if any man lack wisdom, go to God and ask him. See, I think the wisdom that Eve wanted, all she had to do was ask God for it. She would have received that wisdom. And it says, so she took some of the fruit and she ate it. And then she gave some to her husband who was with her, so guys, you can't blame Eve, Adam was right there, and, uh, and he ate it also, and at that moment, their eyes were open, and suddenly, they felt shame uh, uh, at their nakedness, and they sewed fig leaves together, and they covered themselves. You see, anytime we start doing something opposite of what God wants us to do, what happens to us? We receive shame. We receive uh, all the wonderful payment that the evil one wants to give us. Now, before we get into this, I want to say something. I want to just be very clear to you. And that is this, that there is no opposite of God. You know, there's not like God here and the evil one here and like, The evil one is opposite of God, nah, 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 nah. It just doesn't work that way, it's not true, it's as far from the truth as you can possibly imagine. See, God is God, there is no opposite of God. And then if we wanna talk about levels, you know, God is like, bing, I can't even reach how high God is, how powerful he is, how almighty he is. And if you wanna say that the devil has any power, it is like infinitely lower, than the power of God, and so maybe the devil's power is somewhere over here. By the way, it says that when we come to Jesus, we are far above him, so we know that we are over him. That's why we can step on him, but that's another subject, and so let's say that we say God is all the way up here. He's all-powerful. There is no opposite of God, and he is way up there in power and might and who he is, and 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 the evil one is way down here. Now, if the evil one is way down here, That means anything that he produces is even lower than him. So you've got the evil one here, right? And so you've got a lot of things below him. Well, let me just show you. So this is the evil one. Guess where like Corona lands? He's like, that's somewhere down here. That's how much power that thing has. It's really funny because we give it power and we're going to talk about that. And that's one of the problems. So man was made complete and perfect. We've already talked about that. He was given an assignment. He was told to spread his, uh, the God's image all over. And then I want to share one more thing that I mentioned last week that's really important for you to understand. And that is this, that man was perfect. They had a perfect relationship with each other, perfect relationship with God the, the, uh, the garden was perfect, but evil was present in the garden. We know this because the serpent comes, he is in the garden, he is, he is the evil one, and he, he comes, right, so, so the evil was present in a perfect place. But the difference between now and then is that evil had no effect on the world. Evil had no effect on Adam and Eve evil did not have any effect on people or the situation. And that can be the same way today with you and me. We live in a world that is not perfect, that has evil all around. And so with this idea of evil all around, it does not have to have effect upon you or me, those who possess the power of God, those who have been restored in a right relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, through forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died for our sins and then cleansed us and gave us that perfect relationship to bring us back in the garden again. That's uh, in two weeks we'll be sharing about that. So what happens here is it says that Eve, you know, saw the tree and she began to look at the tree, and there was a gateway for evil to come. And Eve took that gateway and she opened the door. And so the principle here is that we are the one who opens the door, who allows evil to come and to reign and rule in our situation. It's very important that you understand this. This is, and I want to read this because I want to say it right. It is the action of not trusting and following God's instruction that allows sin to rule and reign in your life. I want to say that again so you get that right, okay? It is the action, it's not, the behavior that actually uh, is, you know, we always we, we, we like to say that sin is an action. And, and yes, there's sinful actions, but that's not what happens. What happens is when we do something, of not trusting God, when we walk in an action of not trusting God and following his, his instruction, when we don't do that, what it does is it allows sin to rule over us, to reign over our situation and circumstances. So for example, let's say you, uh, um, let, let's, 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 I'm just trying to think of an example, easy. Let's say you uh, someone comes up to you, right? And you've done something wrong. Right? It's in the back. You've done something wrong, and and someone comes up to you, and all of a sudden they say, "Did you do this? Did you do this?" They they accuse you. They, they know what you've done, and they come up and they say to you, do you did you do that?" And then, okay, so now in your mind, what's going on? What's happening in your mind is like, uh, "Oh no, you know he knows," uh, and you hear the Holy Spirit saying, "You know the truth shall set you free." If you trust in me, uh, then I will make sure all things work out for the good, even though it might be bad at first. God will take care of it. And so you're going to trust God with your future or I'm going to hide. Okay. And so when we, when we, so if he says, you know, did you do that? And all of a sudden I said, I'm afraid of what, if I say that to them, I'm afraid of my future, and I want to control my future. I don't want God to control. So now all of a sudden I do an action say, no, I did not do that. Now I lie. Once I do that, that action now opened up a gate to allow sin to rule and reign over my situation. Now, how can we have any stability? Because now something else has control of our lives rather than God that's what I'm talking about and so here's the question here's, here is here's what happens <clears throat> there are two different ways I think we we end up walking away from what God calls us to do and 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 don't follow what God wants us to do and here, here's what happens like okay do you know how many times through the studies and through the the different conversations I've had about the Garden of Eden uh, the question of why did God put the the tree of good and evil, you know, in the garden? Why did he do that? Like, everyone asks that question. Why? The fact of the matter is, God did not say why he did it. He never told them why he did it. We can guess, we can think about it, but the question why is always a question many times that we ask in situ why did god or us will say why did god allow and i don't believe this is true why did god allow the coronavirus to come i mean that, that first of all i don't even want to go into that why that question is wrong but the idea of why why did this happen to me why is this happening to us Why this? Why? We always ask the question why. And what happens when we ask the question why? God doesn't always give us the answer, does he? He doesn't give us the answer to why. And when we don't get to the answer to why, oftentimes, because we don't, we stop walking in faith. We stop walking the way God wants us to walk. So for example, here is Eve. You know, why did the tree get put in the garden? I don't know. So since I don't know, I'm going to go another direction. Now, have you ever noticed how Paul solves the question of why? There's several places in the New Testament that that Paul actually deals with the question of why, all these questions of why, and he never a lot of times answers the question why. You know what he says? He says, well, I don't really know, but... I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. He always goes to what he knows. He doesn't live in what he doesn't know. He lives in what he knows. So why did this happen to me? Why, why do we have to, why now God, my business was going so well and now this coronavirus has come along and is now hurting my business. Now I'm in trouble, why God, why God, why God? That will not produce anything but cause you what? Opens the door to fear, to worry, to doubt. That's why last week I said to you, please stop sending out all the problems with corona. I'm not saying don't inform people, but what happens is when you start breeding, start producing the likeness of God who brings life, light, power, joy to people's life. So when you post something about this nothing that I talked about, start posting about something that's wonderful. See, Eve could have said to the evil one, well, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot, but I do know one thing. God said not to do this. That's why I say to you, if you don't know what or why, if you don't know why, then the best thing to do is to start hanging out in the things that you know. Earlier we prayed, right? Earlier we prayed. We've said, we've seen God take us through this, 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 this. All we named all these things that God can take us through. He's already taken us through. So if he's taken us through that, don't you think he's going to take us through this? So let's live in faith knowing we're already through it. Boy, we'll live a whole different way. We won't worry. We'll be smart. We won't doubt. We'll be smart. We'll be careful, but we will trust In the Lord. Trust in the Lord and lean not on thy own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So, when you don't know the answer to the question why, go to what you know. Always go to what you know. Do what Paul did. Second thing I see here is that, of course, you know, the evil one loves to say this. Did God really say? What he's trying to do is he's trying to put doubt and fear into the situation, into the equation. Stop letting doubt and fear into the equation. Am I going to make it? Did God really say that he would provide a way for me? Yes, he did. This is the thing. You know, we've been through all kinds of craziness, craziness. in this building. We've been through all kinds of craziness. This has not been uh, an easy road for us. It wasn't like all of a sudden we just had the money and put it down. We've been through all kinds of things. And I remember years ago, when, when uh, a couple of years ago, when the back wall fell down, when we couldn't use the building. Hmm, that sounds familiar. We couldn't use the building. Hmm, that's like right now, right? We couldn't do all that stuff, right? And I remember riding around on my motorcycle, and I'm like inside my helmet, I'm inside my mind, and I'm all like You know, nervous and pent up with all kinds of you know, right? I I must admit, can I be honest with you? I'm not feeling that with this. I'm feeling, you know, God's going to take us through. Of course, it's struggle. Of course, it's it's work. But I just feel very relaxed about the whole thing. And as I'm riding my bike, thinking about this, not being able to use the building, you know, years ago, and all of a sudden, God, like, boom! Thank God, He didn't knock me off the bike. But it's like, boom, right? And and He hit me in the back, and He said, Donald, don't you remember? And he began to show me all the things that he took me through. All the things. See, the things that happened in your past that God is taking you through are there to show you that he will do it this time. Okay? So, you know, but Eve, she doesn't listen. She allows doubt and all that stuff. She, she basically comes to the conclusion that, hey, you know what? I can disobey God. You can disobey God. You know what's interesting is that We talked about this last week. When God created Adam and Eve, it says that he created them and they were good, like good. But good, not moral. Good, functioning. Listen to this. Good means functioning according to the design that God made you. That's what's good. Good is functioning the way God designed you to be. That's what good is. And so all of a sudden, she realizes I don't have to be good. I don't have to function according to the way he designed me. And what does she do? She disobeys. When she does, when she disobeys, then the evil one, the, 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 the ramifications, the results, the consequences of that action opens up a gate to allow not just sin to come in. That's not what it, it's not just come in. It's to rule and reign. There's a verse in, in, in Romans, it says this, it says, for the for sin, uh, for for the sin of one man, Adam, he brought death to many. Sin ruled over or reigned over people and brought death. That's out of Romans chapter 5. It's it's very Important for you to understand this. So, let me just give you an example to help you understand the idea of what it means to be like ruled over. Okay, let's say you go on a plane. You get on a plane and you know you're going wherever you're going. It doesn't matter. Right now, you can't get on a plane, so you might as well sit and listen to what I have to say. <laughs> um, anyways, so you get on a plane and you're flying on the plane, and all of a sudden, these really bad guys are on this plane, right? And all of a sudden, they break into the, to the, the, the pilot's uh, station and they have guns and they take over the plane. So now they are taking the plane over. They tell the pilot where they want them to go. They tell the pilot what they want them to do. You know, they, they tell everybody, we are in charge now. We rule this plane. Now, think about it. Doesn't matter whether you're in first class Doesn't matter whether you're in coach. Doesn't matter if you are uh, working on the plane. Doesn't matter whether you are just sitting there. It actually doesn't matter if you're being nice to the person sitting next to you. You are still under the control and the reign of those guys. And they will say and direct where that uh, plane goes. This is what happens when we allow Worry and fear and doubt, and then we begin to go our own direction, we go our own ways, uh, uh, and we we start not being good, going according to the way God designed us, we start walking in our own path. When we do that, sin, the reign of sin, the rule of sin, the dominion of sin uh, is, is allowed to be over us. And boy, I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like being on a plane with a bunch of bad guys telling me where we're going to go. Neither do I want the evil one to be reigning over me and telling me where I want to go. And so this is the thing. We shouldn't allow this, and we don't have to. And look at the consequences of what happened with Adam and Eve. Right away, they felt shame. Right away, they felt doubt and fear. Right away, they were worried about being with God. If, if you feel that right now, if you're in your home, uh, you're even in a group of people, especially if you're in a group of people right now at the end of this, I want you to tell the people around because there is a way out of that. You know, when you, If you have those things, if you're, all, if you're allowing all this stuff to rule and reign in your life, there is a way out. God will give you a way out. And through Jesus Christ, you can find a way out. And the people around you at that time will help you. Or if you're at your home, you alone, and you're like that, make a phone call to your friend right now. Don't send an emoji. Send an SOS. Say, I need God right now. I need God to come in. Because let me tell you, God will come into that plane and he will take over that plane and he will rule and reign over that plane. And hallelujah, he will, it, what does the Bible say? It says it. It says he will take the serpent's head and he will crush it under his feet. This is the rule and reign of God. And when God rules and reign, he wipes out all those things and then you can trust in your future. I know your thoughts and plans for me are good. We just sang it. I know the future. You know this when you know that God is, I'm sorry, God is in control. It's so funny. I I, I keep thinking of this uh, country song where it says, you know, take your hands off the wheel and let God take control, you know, the wheel. Just a stupid song. Anyways, okay. Last thought, and we'll close with this. Guys, you can come on out and, you know, we'll, we'll close with this, but I just want you to see something that's so beautiful. I want you to look at God's response, God's response to Adam and Eve's uh, actions and 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 sin. To me, this shows such a beautiful, a beautiful character. You see God in the, uh, you see God in in Genesis chapter one, but you see God in Genesis chapter three. In a beautiful way, the first thing we see God doing after Adam and Eve disobey and they allow sin to rule and reign, they 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 destroyed what God made. By the way, I, I, even as I say this, I was thinking. I just thought of this. It's parents. I want you to think of this. You're you made something. Uh maybe you made a beautiful meal maybe you just made a you just bought a brand new table you 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 just you you just purchased something brand new <clears throat> uh, I'll get in trouble maybe you just bought a brand new car and your spouse just put the first scratch in it let's say you just bought something and your child just Put crayons all over it, or they talk badly about what you just made. Think about that, because that's exactly what God. God created this beautiful place, right? And Adam and Eve destroyed it. Watch God's reaction. The first thing that He does is He comes calling, Adam and Eve. Where are you, Adam and Eve? What are you doing? You know, He's first. He comes looking. For them. He doesn't say, why did you do this? You know, he doesn't do what we do. You know, he doesn't get all mad at them. He just comes looking for them, calling out for their name. Second thing he does is he covers them. Now, they covered themselves with fig leaves, which so was not a good covering. He actually took animal skins, which means he had to do the first sacrifice. Huh? He sacrificed to cover us. Already we see a foreshadow of what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. God never changes. He's been doing that from the very beginning, and he will continue to do that through the blood of Jesus. He will continue to cover us when we make mistakes, when we're not good. He will come. He will call out our name, and he will cover us. I just get so blessed. Sorry, I just get so blessed when I... I think about that number three he communicates with us like he starts he doesn't like I'm not going to talk to you for the next week because you did that he's the one who initiates conversations with us now let me say this Maybe you've done some things wrong. Maybe, maybe you've, you, you know, uh, you've just been just letting sin rule and reign in your life. You know, it's so funny how we don't want to talk to God. Even Adam and Eve were afraid to come out and talk to Him because what is He going to say? I mean, what, what, what's He going to say? Oh no, what's He going to say? Right? I don't know about you. Uh, maybe you're out there and you have, uh, you have stocks. Anybody know what's happened recently in the stock market? Hmm. Or maybe you just went on a vacation and you and you like you know you don't think about what you do with your credit card when you're on vacation, you just kind of spend it, right? But you're like afraid to, to look online and see the bill. Or you're afraid to look at your stocks because you don't even really wanna know the number. That's a lot of times how we feel When God wants to talk to us after we've done something wrong. But you know what? I love Jesus. I love what he does for us. I love how he works with us because there's been so many times where I've been hiding in the bush because I was not functioning the way God designed it. And he's coming to me and he's calling my name. And finally I come out. It's funny, he doesn't come behind the bush. He waits for me to come out. I come out and he starts talking to me. And what does he do? He warns me what he does with Adam and Eve. He warns me of the curse or he warns them of the curse. He tells them about the problems that are coming. You know, the, the problems with what you did. He, he tells you about that. But then he also, hallelujah, gives, hallelujah, he gives promises. He tells them, I have someone coming, a seed that will come, that will crush Satan's head. Oh, there will be tension between the two. But I am coming, and I will crush him. See, God, you want to run to God afterwards because that's the time you want to run to God when you're worried, when you're full of fear. You want to run to God through this situation. This, this foolish crisis that is driving the world crazy. Let's not give it any more power. Let's run to God. Let's start letting our praises fill the air, fill the sky. Because once we start doing that, the devil's got no more weapons. God is always proclaiming a solution to your situation. This is why I love God. So today, in closing, we, we don't know why this stuff is happening. We don't know when this stuff is gonna end. We don't know how long we're gonna be the way we are. We don't know if it's gonna get worse, it's gonna get better. We don't, but one thing we do know. We've got God. Second thing we know is He will protect us and guide us and cover us. We know that He's given us friends that we can rely on, that we can get help from, that we can, we have a, a community of believers that we can gather together. Maybe we can't gather together physically, but we can still gather together through, through uh, Skype. Oh, there's all kinds of ways, right? WhatsApp, there's all kinds of ways. Let's come together, let's not, woo! I know physically social distancing might be appropriate, but I can tell you one thing. We don't have to grow socially apart. We can join together. We can love like never before. I say press in. I don't say give up. I say press in. I say trust more. I say believe more. God will come through. And let's pray together. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you are the way the truth, and the life. You are the most powerful. You are the Lord Most High. You rule and reign. Lord, you say that you sit on the throne and you make the enemies your footstool. And Lord, guess what? You said we sit next to you. So Lord God, we know that when we're sitting next to you, we can hold your hand because it's not infected. (laughs) Jesus, I need you, Lord God. I need you to hold on to me right now. I need you. Let him hear your cry.